Welcome to Third Chances, a talk show where we like to hear from people who devoted their life to health, fitness and wellness. Medical professionals, health coaches and all the others who help us every day to cure our body, mind or soul. Those who always look for more natural, holistic ways to help even more people to live a happier and healthier life. Those who don't like to give up easily and settle on you or themselves. It is never too late or too soon. I always believe that every one of us deserves not just a second chance, but as many as we need. I'm Vera, your host. Who better than a master of reinvention with an accent to guide you through it, right? Just like they say, you are not a tree, so move. And God knows I have done just that in my own life many, many times. If you are not completely happy with the direction your life is going, this show may help you get the courage to change what is needed, find a new path and take charge. So come on over, pour yourself a glass of wine and spend some time with us. Let's laugh and cry together and get inspired by people just like you and me who overcame their own doubts and took a leap of faith to reinvent their life on their own terms. I hope and pray that we help you on that journey. And if you feel so compelled and inspired, please let us know. Don't be shy. Who knows? You may just be our next featured guest with another inspiring success story. So here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Third Chances. And today's guest is my big honor. It's Dr. Lee Ostler. And I was I was blessed to meet him first time uh, last year in Las Vegas in person. Uh, that's when I got involved with this company called Asia. And his book was one of the first thing I reached for to get a better understanding what all this redox signaling molecules it's all about. Dr. Lee Astler, DDS, is a general dentist in Richland, Washington. He graduated from University of Washington Dental School in Seattle. He is a founder and past president of the American Academy for Oral Systemic Health, a past clinical instructor, and an author of numerous books on oral systemic health care. Like I said, we met first time in convention last year in Las Vegas. He is a Redux educator and sits on the ASEA Medical Professional Board and wrote two books on cellular health and redox biology that helped myself to understand all this better. One of his books is called Redox Matters, and the other that just came out is called Healthy Matters. He also manages the RedoxMatters.com website. Dr. Lee, it's such an honor to have you here today. Thank you so much for making time. I know how crazy busy you are. Thank you, thank you so for making time for our podcast. Thanks, Vera. It's such a pleasure to be with you. You're doing such a great work, and I'm I'm honored to be with you. Thank you. You were really the first person I looked for some guidance because I'm one of those. I, I can't compare your titles with any, any of mine. I'm self-learned on everything in my life. But when I first was introduced to Redux and I saw its effects on myself, I was looking for validation. I was looking for more information, a little more scientifically based to kind of 
assure myself before I even open my mouth and share it with anybody else because I wanted to make sure that this is not something crazy that's gonna go away and and your book that I have right here and I recommend everybody to read if they are seriously trying to understand this it's called Redux Matters Connecting the Dots Between Redux Biology and Health and it's really helped me because it's fantastically researched book yet is written the way that even normal folks like me can understand and not be overwhelmed by all the scientific terms so thank you so much for that work and I'm still I have still yet to read your other book it's on my pile of books <laughs> but if I may start a little further earlier um you were dentist have you always wanted to be dentist yeah, I think so. You know, it was probably uh, 2021 and I was starting to look around and, you know, seriously consider how the rest of my life would play out. And I, I uh, at the time, this was many, many years ago, you know, just saw that there was a um, an interesting lifestyle that most of the dentists that I knew, um, I you know, there, there was no precedent in my family for being, you know, a health professional or anything. So um, I think I was the first one to come along and decide I was going to, you know, plow that uh, field. Um, and that was really, you know, what it was. I got into, into a college and, and started to do all the pre-professional, um, you know, academic work and, and classes and so forth. And I just fell in love with biology. I, I fell in love with biochemistry and physiology and how the body works. And uh, all of my advisors kept asking me what my, what my uh, second career option would be if I didn't get into dentistry. And I, I frankly didn't have a second. It was, it was always this. And I think at the time, I don't remember the exact numbers, but the, you know, the, the ratio of applicants to available uh, seats in dental schools at the time um, was not in our favor. I mean, it was, I don't remember, it was like one in 20 or something like that. So the odds were not good. And and I just remember all my counselors saying, well, you need to come up with an alternative. And I, I never really did. And I was blessed, you know, to, to score well and pass the tests and have a GPA and um, and have, you know, some side projects that were going on that were, that I guess impressed the admissions boards that I might, uh, I make make a good candidate, you know, as a dentist in the future. So uh, as a resident of the state of Washington, I, I just, you know, Seattle Washington Dental School was my, my number one um, and most likely pick. And it turned out that that was exactly, you know, how my life turned out. So I spent time in Seattle and, and then uh, following graduation, spent some time in public health service uh, and, um, and then entered private practice. And so I've, I've enjoyed dentistry ever since. You did. And you even, you even presided and uh, you were president and executive board member of the American Academy for Oral Systemic Health. So you were very much involved in guiding other people to this fantastic field of medic, medic, medical field. And you gave so much more time that, <clears throat> than the regular doctor would. And I've heard about the books that you wrote about this uh, this field. I didn't uh, I didn't look at them, of, of course, because I'm not so much into dentistry. But were they for public or were they more for fellow doctors too? They were more they were more for fellow uh, dentists and physicians. Um, late 
late 80s, early 90s, there was some new research coming out showing that there was a, an interesting linkage or connection with the, melt, with the health of the mouth and the rest of the body. And I remember thinking at, at first, it's like, well, if this is true, if, if the health of my mouth affects general health conditions, such as heart disease, diabetes, and you know, brain uh, uh, neurodegenerative issues and so forth, then I should be working more closely with physicians and they should be working more closely with me. And that, that set me on probably a 15 year, maybe even 20 year path of investigating this, this kind of new concept inside healthcare, literally. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, long story short is I affiliated with a group of uh, health professionals in the Midwest. And uh, when they saw what I was doing privately, they invited me to be a part of that. And we co-founded the American Academy for Oral Systemic Health. And um, so I began doing some research and I just went to you know, the literature, the, the PubMed government databases, because uh, we didn't have any good research that was out there that showed cause and effect. It was just all this, you know, low level linkages. And anyway, you, you stitch together a thousand or 2000 of these articles and you come away with a preponderance of evidence type of a conclusion that there, there has to be a connection. And in the early days, it was really hard to make the point unless you could kind of dogpile and just, you know, really um, have, have multiple, multiple sources. And so I, I wrote those together and I created bibliographies and condensed them into books, making the argument that, that uh, the health of the mouth and the health of the body are connected. We're not trained that way professionally. We have these silos that we are in and even the insurance side, you know, health insurance or medical insurance and dental insurance. So, are two separate different, you know, third-party payer systems. And so there's this, this poor recognition across the disciplines and, and what that effectively has done over, over the decades, if not century, is it has, has taken the mouth outside the body in terms of healthcare. And so there's two separate disciplines. You know, I, I guess if we could do it all over again, we'd make dentistry a specialty of, of medicine you know, by rights, that's kind of how the body's organized, but that's not the way it, it uh, has played out. So anyway, I, I gained some, you know, great um, research experience in researching and writing and, and uh, making arguments for, you know, why what seems obvious is in fact, you know, I believe is the truth. And that, that set me on a course where I was invited into this group um, uh, I was almost immediately appointed the president and, and put on the executive board and, uh, you know, basically ran the organization uh, literally out of my own office, answering the phones, whatnot, for probably a good year or two until we could get it um, up and running well enough that we could move it, the headquarters to Chicago. And uh, since then, I have, um, I've passed the baton. I'm, I'm a past president. I'm not on the... Uh, executive board anymore. I'm an advisory board member of that. But that whole experience um, uh, was a great uh, learning experience. It was a great um, experience builder in how to um, connect people and how to talk to people and how to, how to speak in public and how to do rigorous um, research or you know, examination of the literature. 
and that uh, that has um, proven helpful as I have become introduced to ASEA and redox biology, because that was right out right out of the gate. That was you know the questions I was asking is like what is this and how does this work? And I needed to prove to myself at least that yeah. this was a legitimately grounded scientifically based you know idea that we have redox signaling molecules that promote health and so you know all of that being said you know the the 15 20 years i've spent you know in that in the other arena which i'm still in it's just um you know what it prepared me um to i think better look at what this was plus my uh, you know my undergraduate focus was in uh, biochemistry and physiology and um and, and that was a good grounding um, in terms of how the body and how the cell works as well. But that's in, that's interesting because you put so much work and effort and it's admirable because not everybody would be willing to put so much time into helping fellow dentists to actually make the connection like you did. But even though you were into biology and biochemistry and you were really scientific nerd kind of, you have never heard of redox until it was introduced to in very unconventional situation in your private life. Could you please talk about that? Because I was fascinated by your story um, and it involves your wife. Yes. Yes, that was, uh, I, it, I was not expecting this. I was not looking for it. Um, my wife has had um, some unique health challenges for probably four decades and we've literally been, it seems, everywhere, at least in the northwest of the country here, looking for solutions, both conventionally, alternatively, um, self-help. You know, we've just kind of looked at everything. And um, in, at one point, we were sitting in, our, in her doctor's appointment, and I remember making the comment that she seems to be plateauing, you know, like, what else can we do? We've kind of seemed to have tried everything. She's had, you know, a number of surgeries, and you know. Anyway, he uh, he recommended that we get her on redox signaling molecules. And uh, my side of the story is, I remember looking at him. This is a, an incredibly astute physician. He's an MD, has a PhD in pharmacological research. Spent six years in, you know, doing research, and then came back into uh, internal medicine and private practice many years. And so I really um, respected what he was doing and was thankful for his help. But I remember looking at him and saying, well, what is, what is redox signaling molecules? And he said, well, just go Google it and get some. Wow. And I like said, okay, but what is redox signaling? And he goes, just go Google it and get some. And that was literally the end of the conversation. And I, I remember kind of shrugging and thinking, oh, okay, um, i I how guess I'm going to go find it. How mm -hmm. long ago was this happening? This was in the end of 2018. Oh, so there so, wasn't much information anyway. There wasn't a whole lot of stuff. You're right. Anyway, um, I, I, found a, I found someone that had a site. I didn't know what I was looking for. I was just Googling. I was just internet searching. And, and I said, this looks like what he was talking about. And I ordered some and began started doing some, you know, poking around and researching this. And, but the kicker was after we got it, it was about 48 hours later and my wife just kind of, I, I, it's like she came alive. She just woke up. She was a different person. It was, it was um, stunning, you know, and 
it was more so stunning because we I know what the last four decades have been like. And this was demonstrably different. It was clearly, this wasn't just a fluke. So that caught my attention. I remember texting um, him back, uh, the physician, and I think I said something like, you would not believe what's happening. And his response was one word with a question mark, and it was, really? <laughs> it was yeah. like, but it, <laughs> wow. I think he was surprised. And we met How with him. You give so long. <laughs> right. Well, he wasn't really involved. He, you know, I think this was just, he was, he was kind of scratching his head. He wasn't, he was at the bottom of the barrel. He wasn't quite sure where to go with yeah with her and uh, bless his heart. But uh, that was the start of his earnest um, investigation because afterwards he goes, wow, that really convinced me to, you know, your, your wife's experience to take a look at this. So I, I went away from that experience and all this stuff that I'd been doing in the past kicked in. And I'm like, I got to figure out what this is. Well, as it turned out, um, the week that, that this was all happening, um, we were having in Las Vegas, we were having a, our annual scientific session for AOSH, the American Academy for Oral Systemic Health. Mm -hmm. It was going to be a dual meeting with the American College for the Advancement of Medicine. You know, we were looking how to, how to join forces with the medical side and how to uh, bridge the gap, you know, between the two disciplines and also save money and have have a, have a common meeting, you know, in the, under the same roof at the same time and, and, be more financially, you know, fiscally responsible in how we did our meetings. Anyway, I thought, well, that was this, that was the Friday that later that week. And so I, I got online to, because I, I thought I, I wasn't in charge of the meeting this year. And so I thought before I showed up, I should probably figure out who's speaking and kind of what the agenda was, who the, the vendors were going to be. So I didn't show up and embarrass myself. I mean, this, this organization had my fingerprints all over it and I didn't even know who was going to be speaking. So as I was looking at the um, the vendor list, the exhibitors that would be at the, at the meeting, I saw ASEA was listed as a an exhibitor. And I'm like, wow, we just had this experience from my physician and, and this blue bottle stuff. And now they're at my meeting and I didn't even know about it. You know, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm incredulously curious now. So I noticed that the, um, the person who was the contact person for the ASEA exhibit was Dr. Maureen Hayes. Oh, yeah. I didn't know her. I, I just, I had an email address. So I sent an email to her just kind of shooting blindly in the dark thinking, thinking I'm looking forward to meeting you. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this. Maybe you can help me understand why this just happened with my wife. Her response was, I'd be glad to talk, but I, it won't be Friday because I'm going to be in London. My husband's a physician, stem cell researcher. He has some pig lungs up on the space station, and he's going to be getting an award in London, so I can't be there. Oh. I'm like thinking, who are these people? You know, I didn't know anything else, but it's like, who, this is, <laughs> it was kind of weird. But she said, but, you know, that there'll be some other people on our team, some other physicians that will be at the meeting, and you can speak with them, and they'll tell you whatever you want to know. So I showed up at the meeting and um, spoke with some of the physicians that were there that turned out to be kind of in my upline mm -hmm. um, and others that were cross-line, obviously, and was able to ask, you know, some, some questions. Um, I remember asking uh, Dr. Hayes, I said, look, if I ever get into this, because this is like a chicken bone in my throat, I, please yeah. uh, don't tell me. It's one that type. <laughs> yeah, that, that was... That was a big hurdle for me. 
um, I, I, I said, if I'm going to ever do this uh, or sign up so I can get the product, can I do it under you? Would you be my sponsor? So that for her, that might have been a little, you know, different or unique where your your uh, people that sign up actually seek you out. But that was my story. And then I, uh, I came away from that just highly impressed. I could see what was happening. Uh, there were some speakers uh, in the medical side of the conference who would stand up in, in front of the room and talk about these, these principles. They, they couldn't speak the name of the company from the stage, obviously, mm -hmm. but they would say things like, go talk to the people in the back of the room and they'll answer your questions. And I was just, I was really moved. I was really um, enlightened and I went home and I just, I started doing the deep dive because I, I guess I have a unique form of uh, brain damage, I guess. It's like, I have to know, yeah. I have to know how electrons move around from molecule to molecule. I, I needed to know the science. I needed to know it was legitimate. And so I did the same thing again, like I'd done, you know, in the last 10 years with this oral systemic thing. And I just dove into the redox biology and I found out that it was a thing. I started building, you know, I, I, I take notes by just uh, accumulating bibliographies and, or I mean, uh, abstracts mm -hmm. and summaries so that I can like put it all in one document. And as I was talking with um, various physicians about it, uh, in some measure to curiously find out what they knew, you know, so I, to add, but they kept, they kept saying, well, let, let me have your bibliography. In fact, why don't you just put it all into a book so I can read that and I don't have to do all my own research. Anyway, it just, it triggered that because that's what I'd, I've done several times, you know, with other uh, books. And what came out of that after a couple of years was the Redux Matters. And then uh, in writing that, I realized that just talking about the science itself and, and how cells think, you know, the rules of the cell, didn't really talk about how it applies to normal people in normal lifestyles. Mm -hmm. And that's where I developed this idea that what we're really talking about here is a redox lifestyle. We, we, we look at ASEA as being what we call a biohack, is something that we can consume that hacks our metabolic pathways. But more importantly, we need to be understanding that the way our cells work is that it's simply obeying the rules of the cell. These, these rules of how our cells function already exist. We were, we were designed this way. Yeah. And we're just, we're just kind of coming at it rather directly, I might add, with the SIA, with, with what you could term a biohack or a, a solution which starts in motion um, biological um, events that support and maintain health. That's, that's the essence of it. And so then healthy matters, I wrote that from the standpoint of this is the lifestyle. And, and there's actually a lot of things we can do in our lifestyle that support these very same pathways and which you will come across all the time as you're out and about. We're all very familiar with those lifestyle factors, but nobody really understands why they work. They just, they just know if you eat right, you'll be healthy. You know, or if you if you exercise that you'll be healthier and we just take that at, on its face value. Of course, if I exercise and eat right and reduce my stress and sleep right, you know, I, I'm going to be a healthier person, but not very many people. 
can I explain to you how they work or why they work, you know? And so that's, that's really what these two books um, and the research that was involved in them uh, allowed me to um, conclude or, you know, to, to discover for myself at least mm -hmm. and write about was the rules of the cell and how this blends to, with those rules to reach these, um, uh, these endpoints. For this, uh, and then you had a, a private research at your own home because you you have been watching what was happening with your wife and with her health, which is like firsthand, <laughs> firsthand private one person research. Did you take the the redox yourself at the time? Yeah, after about a week, when I saw what it was doing for her, I thought, you know, this is. I, I wonder what it would do for me. Um, you know, we, we made the order, we ordered some extra amount, um, because I started thinking on the side, it's like, well, if it's good for me, it might be good for my patients. I could share it with them. So I ordered a bunch. So I had it there and I thought, well, I'm going to start taking this. And, you know, I'm, I'm already starting to get kind of an intellectual understanding of this, but I, I didn't have a personal, um, experience. I'm, I'm actually rather healthy overall. And so I, I, I didn't really expect much. Um, but I noticed within a few days, you know, certainly within about a week to 10 days that I was thinking clearly. I was, my, my mentation was sharp. You know, my thoughts were, were pointed. I, my sleep improved. Um, my, my bathroom stool, you know, the poop, <laughs> it said it was different. I could tell a difference and I just felt better. Mm -hmm. And that, that was about the extent of it. And uh, I, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll continue that story and fast forward about 18 months. Now it's um, at this time, March of 2020 and COVID hits yeah. and the pandemic shuts my business down. The governor signed a piece of paper right. along with many other states, you know, governors where I, as a health practitioner was not allowed to see patients. And so we were shut down for two months. That has an interesting side story that's, that's business related, but at the time um, I, I really wasn't focused on that. That was still a chicken bone in my throat. But um, one of the side stories for me is I, as a dentist who is, you know, bending over at the, uh, sitting at the dental chair, right. um, after all these years, I'm, I'm starting to have, um, uh, pain in my back and my arm and my hand, you know, a lot of discomfort mm -hmm. and uh, numbness as well. And I thought, well, I'm going to be out of work. I'm going to go see the spine surgeon and I'm sure he can just kind of go in there and roto root a few places that are maybe calcified and, you know, take the pinch away and fix my problem. And I'll be back to work when they say that we're going to be back to work in May. So I went in and he said, well, that's not going to happen because I'm going to have my own hip replaced while I'm down. So I'm not doing any surgery. And I'm, and I, and I, and he said, besides, after they did all the um, evaluation, you're going to have about seven or eight or nine levels that will be fused and you won't go back to work. Oh, so I'm like, okay, this is the best news. And so I, I remember listening to um, Jim Glenn's story. Um, he's one of my, fellow co-hosts on the ASEA 5 yes. Friday night um, webcast and his story you know that was echoing in my mind about how he uh, when he started he, he really kind of um, he, he 
he boosted his amounts and you know within three or four months he noticed that all of his back discomfort was um, remarkably better he's off his medications and he you can hear him speak about this you know in other places but that was echoing I thought well I've been taking two ounces twice a day for 18 months I'll up it to four ounces twice a day I'll double it like he did I'll just see what happened within about five days literally 99% of my back discomfort and all of the the altered sensations were just gone. I mean, even the numbness that they were gone. There was like, I won't say zero, but it was like 99 plus percent. It was different. That was my story. I, and I, I realized that I just had not been taking enough. I, I needed to, I, I never considered myself as the sick person who needed it. Right. Yeah. And so, but when I did that and I found out that I have a sweet spot, that's just a little bit more than the normal maintenance dose. Um, and, and I'll say that probably at a 95, maybe even 97% level I've maintained, I've been able to maintain that even though some days when I don't really take a full eight ounces, maybe it's six or, you know, five or whatever, but it, it is, that's, that was what changed for me. And so my story now is, in my mind valid but up to that point it was all about my wife i had witnessed something and, and we do this sometimes because we we discount our own situations we don't we say like, yeah i can suffer i'm okay i'm still healthy but when we see a family member or a good friend and you know where they were at and all of a sudden it is now demonstrably different it's like you can't deny that you're not going to sit there and call them a liar you know it's like it's real and so that's part of the conversion. So for me, there was this experiential side. There's also this academic side and they met yeah. where I, I now know the science. I can talk circles around anybody about the, the redox biology. Um, nobody has the drop on me. And so, on that, so that's settled. But now the experience side, the feeling side, the gut side, you know, it's like, wow, um, I'm in. It's something you know. <laughs> on me personally, yeah, yeah. It's I I know exactly what you're talking about because I have been through three back surgeries, and first started when I was just 18 years old, and unfortunately I didn't know Redux then, and I didn't know my personal trainer who helped me enormously last several years, and paradoxically I met him through a dentist because he was she was going there with the same issues you have. The same motion, same bending over develops different discomforts in the back. I was going there because I have different issues with my fused back in the lumbar. So he started specializing in this medical, medical kind of medically challenged different clients. So I would like to ask you, because I have heard you many times uh, speaking so fantastically clear about what that thing we are talking about actually is. Uh, I have heard you on the ASEA 5 and many times I was like, I wish I, or I recorded it somehow because it was, you have such a clear way to explain this. And I can imagine somebody may listen to this podcast that never heard of it, never like don't understand what we are even talking about. Is it a medication? Is it a supplement? What, what the hell is it? You have this gift to be able to say it simply enough to understand what it does in the body and to answer another question that many people that I meet have. Well, it worked for you, but I don't know if it's going to work for me. 
and I know your quote that I'm not going to say because I'm sure you will say it yourself, how it's working for, who is working, who is it working for? <laughs> if, you, if, you may, if you may go to like very simplistically introduce what we are talking about, what the redox signaling molecules actually are. Well, I'd be happy to. And if, if anybody wants to do the deeper dive, all of those um, recordings that you were talking about are, are uh, hosted on uh, redoxmatters.com. There's a video section and there's hundreds of videos there. You can just sort your way through those or listen to them in the background and you'll come across those uh, times when we do talk that way. Um, I guess to start with, to answer your question, um, everybody, when they try to answer this, uh, including myself, um, tends to speak too deeply about it and we lose people. And it's so complex, yeah. it's very complex. Um, to me, it's very simple and straightforward, obviously. But when I, when I go there, um, I can quickly lose people. So if there are, you know, uh, physicians or dentists or biologists or whatever, you know, in the audience listening to this, uh, I assure you there's, there's deeper stuff. You know, we, we can go deep, uh, deep as you want. But let me, let me just say it this way. I'll start from a, a functional um, approach to this, and then we can talk about a little bit of the chemistry if you want. But functionally, think of maybe five bullet points. You know, the, the, these are tiny molecules. These are nanoparticle, really tiny molecules that are quickly absorbed. We're not, we don't die, even though we're swallowing them, we're not digesting them. These are immediately absorbed and they, and they get into the body, not just through the bloodstream, but they just, their effect is a cascading domino type effect through the whole body. And they affect what we call regulatory switches. You can just think of them as on off switches that manage or control the, in a universal way, control the functions of the body that allow us to respond to stress. And that stress isn't just like, oh, I'm, my kids are driving me crazy. You know, the schoolwork is bugging me kind of stress. That could be included. But I'm, I'm speaking biological stress, physiological uh, related stress. So we're talking about levels of oxidation in the cell, inflammation. That's how stress shows up that the kind that produces disease, right? So just think of it that way as, as this is, these are tiny molecules rapidly absorbed that cascade through the body and they affect these on and off regulatory switches that help us respond to stress. It, you know, if you could memorize those talking points, if you will, you just, um, you just described what redox signaling molecules are. Now to speak of them more functionally, you, the best way is I think a metaphor or an analogy of think of the thermostat on, on the wall in your house. If we opened up, if it's a winter day and we opened all the, the windows and the doors and, or, or you're, um, you had a problem somehow that the, the ambient conditions of your home became really cold. Um, this thing on the wall called the thermostat has a relay in it that switches on a machine that pumps warm air into your house until the temperature in this thermostat relay box reaches the preset balance level. 
So when it's now warmed and it's normal, we'll call that balance. In the cell, we would call it homeostasis. But when it hits that balance point, it the relay flips and it turns off. It's responsive to, it's responding to what the conditions are in your house. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, if something happens and now the temperature is rising and you're 80, 90 degrees in your house, the, the same mechanism kicks, uh, the, re- the relay flips and it turns on a machine, whether it's the same one or a different one, but it now conditions the air and lowers the temperature to that set point where it's comfortable. So that is an example of a responsive, um, adaptive ability that this that my house has because of this on-off switch to respond to changes that are going on in the house. Now, if we if we kind of got absurd just a little bit and said, well, what if those um, changes? What if it got so hot that I don't know, plastic in my house melted? <laughs> I mean, I'm, this is a real reach, but. Yeah. What, what if there was a consequence, you know, of not cold developed to balance? What if it got so cold that my pipes froze, the water in the pipes froze or something? I, I realize that's a little more extreme, but it's the same concept that the damage could happen to the house if this relay, if this, if this responsive regulatory circuit thing didn't do its job to take me back to balance and keep me in a safe, comfortable zone. Furthermore, let's say that um, there's something wrong with the regulatory switch, this thermostat, the on-off. It's, it's not working as it was designed. Something's not turning it on or off like it's supposed to. And, the, and we're, and we're kind of like ignorant to this. We kind of don't know what to do. So if it's too cold, we'll go to the closet and we'll, we'll layer up with layers of clothing. We'll put sweaters and jackets and coats and you know, extra socks and blankets, and we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll maybe even have a space heater, and we'll we'll gather around a fireplace, just anything to get warm, right? And if it's too hot, the other extreme, we'll turn a fan on, we'll we'll take layers off, we'll throw water on us. We want to cool down, we want to get comfortable. Well, think of these these those kind of responses, either direction. Think of those as interventions. So now, rather than preventing problems, because I have a machine that regulatory manages everything and keeps me or returns me to balance, instead I'm intervening. When, it, when something goes wrong, I'm intervening. I've got an intervention. I'm, I'm layering up or, or you know, uh, putting a fan in front of me or something. But you are dealing with the symptoms. I'm oh. dealing with the outcomes yeah. and the symptoms rather than the core thing. And so I have a phrase that says, awaken the inner doctor. So in the cell, I want to turn on the processes that restore me or put me back into balance. And our objective here isn't necessarily to stay in balance. That's that's the kind of the irony. It's not to stay in balance as much as it is to be able to return to balance and make my inner doctor stronger, more able, more capable, because we're always going to have these insults, right? These things in life that make us uh, stressed. And that's this redox lifestyle concept. When I go exercise, I'm actually doing damage to my body. This is a stressful thing. My cells don't really like that and they develop a little bit of oxidation. When I fast, when I go without food or I simply don't eat carbs, this is kind of the 
beginning of the whole keto movement, the ketogenic type uh, diet, when I'm not consuming carbohydrates or when I'm outright fasting, my cells think you're starving me. There's no glucose. What, what am I going to burn for energy, right? Um, and that's stressful. And that creates a little bit of oxidation in the cell. When I eat good food, the reason why it's good is there are phytonutrients or phytochemicals in them. Some people call them nutraceuticals, but these are chemicals that are made in plants that in their world defend themselves against their predators, that when we eat, they aren't necessarily toxic, we call them subtoxic, but they provoke a mild bit of oxidation in the cell, such that I feel a little bit of stress. Well, what is the purpose of exercise and fasting and phytonutrients and so on and so forth? What is that? Because that's lifestyle. What is it? What are they doing that makes me healthier? And the answer is they produce a slight bit of oxidation. We call it mild oxidation in the cell, which alters this redox switch because now I'm out of balance. You see, I'm either too hot, too cold, but I'm just, I've got a little bit of oxidation. And there's a scientific principle called hormesis, H-O-R-M-E-S-I-S. Hormesis is, a, is, a, is a, a rule in the cell that says when there's a mild bit of oxidation, the cell is like thinking, if this keeps going, I'm going to be damaged. I could die. I don't know. It's not fun, right? It's, it's stressful. So we've got to do something to respond to that in a way that strengthens me. And these are what we call the survival genes, or the longevity genes, or whatever, you know, there's a lot of different words for them. But it's a, it's a mechanism that turns on my cell defenses. I'm now working to recover and get me back to this ambient, you know, uh, even temperature, if you will, this, this homeostasis. And so the cell turns on and says, oh, you've given me a little bit of oxidation to deal with because you went out and exercised, or you ate this way, or whatever. So we're going to turn on these cell defense properties, the processes that will create some antioxidants. They will create some cellular repair. We can rejuvenate and repair. We can clean up damaged molecules. We can, we can clean up DNA that's been damaged, proteins that have been damaged, and we will restore you. And in doing so, you will even be stronger now than you were before. That's why the rest and recovery phase after exercise is so key is because I'm now repairing and I'm cleaning up the cell because I activated these cell defense mechanisms. So the, the bottom line of all that is that when through my, my lifestyle, I am creating this slight bit of it's too hot or too cold, or I'm just, I've got some oxidation. That's the rules of the cell that, that kick in, that turn on these responsive capabilities that reset, restore, repair, rejuvenate, kind of rewind and rebuild my cells to be healthier. And that's why this is anti-aging. That's why I can increase my health span or my longevity. It's why I can recover from all of these things because the symptoms you were referring to that I now have to put on extra coats, I have to, or fan myself to get back to you know a cooler temperature, whatever. Those are interventions. And when I let this persistent out of balance oxidation, if I allow that to persist and become chronic, 
or if I make it even more exaggerated and now I introduce toxicity, it's not just mild bit of oxidation. It's a, it's a lot of oxidation. I'm, I'm way too hot or way too cold. Then I need to go to see a physician and have intervention. I need to intervene with a drug and thankfully they're there, but I need to intervene with some kind of um, an agent that will come in and, and be a drug now or a surgery or some kind of intervention that will get me back to what we call health. Mm -hmm. So I really simply just wanna turn on my own capability to recover. I want to awaken that interdoctor. I want to make that regulatory redox switch functional. So I consume tiny molecules that provide a mild oxidative stimulus that cascade throughout the body, that has a universal effect on every cell of the body, that affects these thermostats, these, these on and off redox switches, they're redox sensitive switches that activate this reparative cell protective mechanism that's already in there that restores me to balance. That's, that's in essence what redox signaling molecules are. And it's part of the lifestyle. And it's, a, it's this biohack that says, um, yeah, you, you probably should be exercising and eating right and exercising and stress reduction and sleeping right and so on. I mean, that's all part of our, exor our, our, our uh, lifestyle modification. But now I can add these, these redox signaling molecules that will directly turn these switches on at will, like on command. I can, on demand, I can make them functional and I can turn the thermostat, reset the thermostat, make them more efficient and more functional like they were when I was younger, when I hadn't gone through, you know, 20 or 50 years of whatever, you know, that, that kind of ran me down. And now I'm older and these processes, these switches are not, they don't, they're not as responsive as, as maybe they used to be. That was my question. I was getting ready to, to say why, if our body is capable of producing this on its own, that inner doctor we are born with, the body is brilliant machine that takes care of many things without us even knowing, like we, pumping blood, we don't do anything for it. We, our, our heart is pumping and we don't do anything for it. So why would we need to supplement these redox molecules when we already have them in us? Well, it's important to know that these are, these are native. They're part of our immune system functioning, okay? That's what redox, a redox is a contraction word that means reduction oxidation. And that's just the movement of an electron. I'll come back to that if you'll remind me in a minute. But um, uh, uh, to your point, this is the difference between lifespan and health span. Because you can kind of think of, we all kind of show up at age, whatever, 40, 50, 60, and, and we start dying, but we're not dead. You know, it, it's like, um, it, it's like we, we, if we knew, if we had a crystal ball and we knew that you were going to die on your 75th birthday, just, just to be arbitrary here, if we knew that was the end for you if, or me, I mean, what I would want would be to be healthy without needing intervention until my 74th year, 360th day. You know, it's like, okay, then get sick and die, right? If I knew that. But what happens is we start dying when we're 50. Mm -hmm. 
or 45 or whatever. And we use interventions and surgery and body part replacements and so forth to keep us going so that we can claim, yeah, I'm healthy, right? I I take all these drugs and I'm now healthy, right? It's like, no, you started dying a long time ago and we're just propping you up. We're keeping you going with the interventions Mm -hmm. until that, that, you know, absolute time. So we just, as we, as we get older and we get past puberty, which most people listening to this are going to say, yeah, that happened a long time ago. These functionalities become less effective. Our, our body just doesn't function like it used to. We still have signaling. I mean, you know, inflammation is signaling. It's, it's all redox. It's just the movement of electrons. But what we, but our reparative, our, our cell defense, our longevity, our survival genes aren't being expressed as much. And we're experiencing more of the negative signaling, the inflammatory signaling that produces downstream diseases from that. Uh, you know, the need to put on the extra coats or, or to start fanning yourself because I can't get back to balance as well anymore. I can't defend myself. Is in, it anymore. because that signal is getting quieter and quieter also? More confused, more toxic, yeah. more, there's just more things. And, you know, I've, I've accumulated more. I'm, I'm retaining more. My, my elimination pathways aren't working as bright. There's more oxidation in my brain. So my my neurodegenerative processes start, you know, to be challenged and so forth. So, so let me go back and just, this is a little bit of the, um, of the chemistry of the, of the, of the electrons. Everybody says, this is just electrons moving. So I'm, let me just give you a quick example. If we went out in your backyard um, and we, we lit a, a campfire, we're going to go cook in the backyard on, on a, or we just, you know, start a fire in the fireplace or, you turn on your gas stove and you watch the burner light up, right? The question is, what? why does that happen? Why, why do we have fire, right? Well, the point is, is the sun is photosynthesizing with photons all the plant matter that grows around us. It's storing energy. It's storing electrons in the plant matter. And it's stored in the form of glucose and cellulose and wood or, you know, whatever the plant matter is. So it's stored there. These electrons are locked in that, and we call that a reduced state, meaning it's full of electrons. So it's reduced. It's not reactive. Mm-hmm. When we come along and we light a match to it, or we turn the burner on and we put a spark on it, and we get and, and it flames up. Okay, it requires oxygen to receive the electrons. The electrons are moving or oxidizing from the fuel source whatever it is, to the oxygen molecule. And and the oxygen takes the electron away. But in the movement of the electron, there's a thing that happens called heat. There's energy that's created in that as the electrons move. Well, if we took all the oxygen away from your campfire, the the fire immediately goes out. You have to have oxygen because it's the movement of these electrons. So now think of the body. We eat this plant matter either directly or through an animal and they already pre-processed some of it, but we're eating this and we're eating these, if you will, these electrons, we're storing them now. And in the form of glucose or fatty acids or protein, amino acids, whatever, we eat this stuff that came from the sun, it's now in us, we're storing it. In our cells, we have a little machine or a little fireplace, if you will, called the mitochondria. And it takes the glucose and the fatty acids and the proteins, 
and it burns them through a chemical process. It's not like a spark in an open flame, but it's still combusting, metabolizing that fuel source. There's, mole- there's electrons in the glucose that transfer from the fuel source to oxygen. And in the movement of that electron, energy is created. And that's what powers me. That's what keeps me going, okay, is the, is the energy that we're creating at the cellular level because I'm metabolizing, I'm combusting this fuel source and the energy is created when the electron moves. But I have to have oxygen. If I took all my oxygen away, I would die because that process immediately, it's like putting the fire out. So oxygen then becomes the core central thing because with it, it acts like a catcher's mitt to receive the electrons. And it's very electronegative. So the electrons want to go toward it. That's what makes the process happen. Historically, what happens is in is that oxygen molecule, not all of it, not 100% of it, are reduced themselves, and they remain oxidized or oxidants. And for decades, we have taken antioxidants to put the fire out, to, to squelch the fire so it doesn't damage us internally. Right. We don't want oxidation in that sense. And so we've got a multi-billion dollar industry that's grown up around this idea of putting out the fire, of, of reducing the oxidants with these available electrons that I can get from vitamins, okay? Well, what we found with this ASEA discovery is that some of those reactive molecules, we call them reactive oxygen species, these reactive, some of these reactive molecules are, think of what we were just talking about a few minutes ago, these are what causes this mild bit of oxidation in the cell. It's a redox state. And that's what triggers or turns on these genes that restore me to health. So we have built into us, into the rules of the cell, a a kind of an automated system that says, when you give me just a little bit of oxidation, however you do that, just even living and breathing and eating and running or fasting or whatever, or through a biohack, when you create a little bit of oxidation, I'm going to activate some genes that will turn on and make you stronger. Mm -hmm. And so my point is, is this is a very native, natural, this lives very naturally in our cells. And it's, it's the discovery of this is how the cell works. We're not doing anything magical. We're just saying, this is biologically how cells think. And when they have a mild bit of oxidation, They have to obey this rule of hormesis that activates gene expressions across the board. It's universal. All of the redox sensitive uh, uh, thermostats or or we call them transcription factors, they kick on, they respond, they rebalance and they turn off. And that happens zillions of times. And we're just tapping into it with these redox signaling molecules and that's that's why this is so fun. I love I love explaining. Hopefully that wasn't too deep. But. No, 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 no. I I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm loving to. I, I love to listen to you. You you have a really great way of of talking about it. And as you talk, questions come to my mind. It's like when somebody listens to this and still thinks 
can this possibly work for me? Because I know it worked for his wife and I know it works for him and it works for him. Uh, but what if it doesn't work for me? So here's my response. They always work. These are the rules of the cell. You provide these, you, you satisfy these rules, they work. Now, what doesn't work sometimes is our own definition of what what does work exactly. mean. Because yes. I have a drug mindset. I'm used to interventions. When I take a drug, it can make my pain go away. And it can do it in 30 minutes, right? When I take a drug, it can fix my whatever, my blood pressure, my you, you name it. I mean, that's what the intervention is for. So there's, there's usually kind of a measurable uh, thing or indicator that says it's working, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, it would be like saying, well, if I take aspirin for my headache and it doesn't work, what we're saying is it didn't take away 100% of my headache, but did it take 50% of it away? I don't know. I mean, you're the judge of that, but does that mean it, it's not working? Well, my, my point is it always works. It's scientifically impossible for this not to work, but what can vary is maybe what I, how much I need. Everybody has a different set point because I have different history. I have different medical issues, right? Collection of medical issues, yes. Right. And, that's, and that's kind of a, a, also, it's about hormesis. It's like you might require a little bit more or less to effectively change this uh, situation, you know, the, the way the yeah. cells respond. And also and, the age you're... and the lifestyle that the person have. Yeah, and you could have all this toxicity already have built up. You're full of this stuff, you know, of, of toxicity. And it might take longer or it might take more initially for you to get past that, that log jam, if you will. And so I, that's why I always caution people to say, you know, let's make sure that we have, we've discussed your expectations first. Yes. And I usually do that by saying if you are particularly unhealthy, if you've got a lot of issues health-wise, you might want to double or triple up on this for the first month or two, or it's going to take longer. You, if you didn't get sick in a month, you know, it took you years to get to this point where you're suddenly needing, it takes years before you finally, I mean, you, you don't feel high blood sugar. Yes. You, you don't feel high blood pressure. You, you are told that you have it when you have a lab test and you're going, Oh, I didn't know that. But it takes a while because it took years to get to that point of, of metabolic um, imbalance, of metabolic disease processes going on. So when you do anything like this, um, you have to have that reasonable expectation and just say, I'm doing, I, I mean, what if you never felt it? Could you rest assured that you were preventing? I mean, there, there's another angle to this. So I, anyway, bottom line is I just, I tell people not to get too worked up over that. Um, this at least is a preventive thing. It always works. You might need more. And in fact, it might work so well that you will know it works because it makes you feel worse to start with. You might be, you might be detoxing. Suddenly your cells have the ability to get rid of all these toxic, whatever, you know, molecules and, and you're not, you can't eliminate them fast enough. You know, you're, you're still, things aren't working like they need. And you might need to slow down. You might just need to acclimate longer. Everybody's got a different thing. Um, so it always works. There's also one thing that I would like to touch on and you, you may want to talk to it. Uh, when somebody comes to you with a certain 
issue that they have on their mind that they would like this to work for but it's not always the decision of the person <laughs> where the molecule starts to work first it may uh, i have read somebody online said well well but i didn't lose weight i was like well this doesn't claim to be weight loss product <laughs> well you know it's it's people have like you said the mindset and the expectations are so important because we take vitamins do I feel that I'm doing something for my body? No, I take vitamins because I believe they will help me or prevent things. Exactly. And exactly. Like you said, I have my own personal experience within first week of taking Redux, but then I didn't feel anything. But then a few months later, I had my blood work done and I realized my cholesterol went down 60 points without medication, without any change in my lifestyle. And I have been talked to for several years that I need to go on statins and I didn't want to. It on its own balanced itself out. So like to your point, you don't feel you have higher cholesterol and you don't feel when, when it lowered down, it just does. And it showed on the blood work. Yeah, and we have to be really careful in these discussions because, you know, here's the disclaimer is that we don't, this is a supplement. We don't claim to treat or diagnose or prevent anything. What we're doing is turning on the mechanisms that awaken the inner doctor. We're just making the cell more responsive so that it can affect this gene expression, these gene um, pathways. That's what we're doing. And if some people will say, well, um, it targets the problem areas. You know, like, like women would say, well, it, will it target my cellulite? And it's like, I, I don't know. It, it, it's going to every cell in your body, even your hair cell, whatever your felt hair follicles are. You know, my, my wife made, uh, it was after she was going on this a while, she says, I think I need to see the eye doctor. I've got these dark lines around my eyes and I can't get rid of them. And uh, two or three days later, she came laughing to me and she said, no, nah, we don't need to. I just realized that my eyelashes are growing back. <laughs> so um, wow. it's turning cells on all over. It didn't target, you know, her eyelash uh, follicles. Right. Um, it's not targeting your your cellulite or your joints. You know, it, that's not the point. It's, it's universal. It affects all cells. And if, a, if a, a group of cells or an organ or what, uh, some physiological, you know, um, system is being, uh, is already impaired, well, it will help them function better. But I can't tell you that that's going to result in yes. any list of things, you know, that you could hopefully see it. do it and see, you know, but you should be doing the, you should be eating right and sleeping right and fasting and exercising and and stress reduce you should be doing all that anyway you know and you can't just use this or any biohack and say well i'm just going to do this and sit on the couch with my remote and watch people exercise you know saying no you got to this is an adjunct it's it's assisting you doing what you should already be doing when you taking supplements when you taking when you taking steps into better health how redox play to it does it improve the effect of all of you taking already in your body does it make well, it work better i mean you, you could technically argue the cell doesn't know the origin of these redox signaling molecules 
it doesn't know whether you ate a vitamin to get that or whether you exercised you know, from, from a strict physiological biochemistry. All it knows is that there is a slight bit of oxidation that turned the switch on. How you got there, you can get there through other pathways as well, which is lifestyle. What we're saying is that with a CA redox signaling molecules, I can do it like that. I can put it on board and create that state and I can maintain that and keep it functioning at a level. And yes, I should be doing all these other things because there's other aspects to help. There's strength, there's mobility and joints, you know, there's other things that create inflammation. Uh, you need to eat right. I, I talk about um, when, when I presented at the SEA conference, the medical uh, meeting uh, in Vegas last, I, I talked about a concept called redox clean. And it's like, you can eat garbage and toxicity and uh, pesticides and on and on, and you can muck up the system. You can make them, con you know, I think of contaminant or something, but you're just not clean. It's not smooth flowing because you're, you're, you're onloading things that dump up the works. Yeah. Well, that's going to impair if you're, if you're not living a, a healthy lifestyle and you say, well, I'll just sit there on the couch and drink this stuff and that'll fix everything. It's like, that's not the whole picture. This is an adjunct and it's a very powerful one. <laughs> so what would, going back to you personally, when you learn all that, when you saw your wife turning around within 48 hours, which is insane after decades and decades of declining, when you saw on yourself that it has effect you start noticing things that affected you. What was the turning point for you when you said, oh my God, this is worth spreading around. This is, everybody needs to know about this. The answer to that is that the, the answers live in your head and your gut. You know, intellectually, you can know a lot and, um, and be knowledgeable and so forth, but that doesn't mean you're gonna go do anything. And um, I, I, there's, a, there's probably more to that than we have time to get into for myself. Um, I, I just was not a fan of networking. You know, I, I didn't want, want to be that. I didn't want to uh, introduce that to my practice. I didn't want to ruin my practice because I got a kind of a wild hair in my ear, you know, about networking and so forth. Yep. There's many people that have big issues with that. This is, this is an issue because we've spent 50 plus years and there's been some bad apples um, in, in the industry of networking. But um, what I have become convinced of in this situation is, is, to not, is to not confuse the model, the business model. It's just a machine. Think of it as a, as a box. When you crank the handle on the side of the box, money comes out. And when you don't crank the box, nothing comes out. It's a spreadsheet. You put numbers at the top and the formulas in the spreadsheet kick out a result at the bottom. It doesn't know who you are. It doesn't know your experience. It's just inanimate. If you just crank the handle, it's a compensation plan. Now the question is, well, what are you going to power the compensation plan with? You know, what is this thing that you're doing that creates this income? It's just a, it's just a formula. It's just math, right? 
Well, that's where ASEA for me kicked in because I met with the executive team. I toured the plant. I saw what they're doing. I did the research. I'm, I, I'm checking the, I said, yep, yep, yep. And, and then it was just like, it, it, does this company have the integrity and the ethos to make this happen for me? You know, and do I want to risk my professional reputation with this? You know? Do I do I enjoy rejection? Do I enjoy people mocking me? You know, like, why don't you just get a real job? You know, kind of a thing. But then you start realizing that the the, the business model that this that this is grounded on this networking is a powerful way to leverage because you can leverage other people. And this takes it a step above anything you can do in real estate, which is leveraging other people's money. Yeah. There's still an obligation when you leverage other people's money, you have to make good on that. Um, when you can leverage other people and their efforts, and you can put those people around the globe, I can now earn income, residual income, around the clock, even while I'm sleeping. Yeah, because I've organized what, what happened to COVID and your practice. I go back to my practice, and you know, I, I that has become a motivating factor for me. That is, I do not ever want anybody else to have control of my income again. And through this machine, through this compensation plan, through this company. Um, I mean, literally, if someone's listening to this, we could argue that any network marketing company can do the same thing conceptually. But why I like about this is that everything comes together. And in a counterintuitive way, they have done a fabulous job in taking this to the next level. And so it's not about money, 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 income, 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 sell, sell, sells, product, product, product. It's about become better. It's about becoming. It's about let me help you solve your problems. It's about um, helping you, helping other people, you know, um, who are destitute sometimes. Um, and and if, we've, if we've got time still, I can kind of go into that if you'd like, you know, about how if I... If you don't mind, I, I love, I'm not in a hurry. <laughs> I love okay. our conversation. You might have to break this up into two parts. I don't know. That's but, okay. <laughs> um, so here's what doesn't work for me. What doesn't work for me is to get all rah-rah and, you know, chest thumping and jump up and down and turn the music up. And right. and I'm not saying that to, you can change, you couldn't change your state, your physiology and emotion and get excited about something. But for me, I'm just speaking me, um, things uh, money and things that money can buy doesn't motivate me that I'm not going to say that's a non-starter, you know, but I, it, that's not what keeps me going. I, I look at this in this way. What is it that lives so deep in your gut that would cause you to walk across glass to get there? What is it that would cause you to walk across the tightrope from a high spot to a high spot into another, uh, to a burning building on the other side. Why would you walk across the tightrope? Um, you couldn't pay me a million dollars, you know, to, to walk across the tightrope into a burning building unless my kid was over there. Right. If there were children over there. So for me, I've, I've learned and I, um, 
Um, I, I'm actually writing another book right now. It's going to be submitted in a short while on why it matters. It's like, what, what's in your gut? What is it that drives you, that wakes you up, that gets you out of bed, that that almost doesn't phase you? I'm not saying things shouldn't phase you, but like, it, it would just be of no matter. It's like, I don't care. I'm I'm doing this for that. And that, and that is to, for me, to wrap myself around a cause such as children, children who, who are being trafficked into slavery, yeah. um, um, sexual assault, you know, th these issues for me, especially of children, that's, that's a cause and I can wrap myself around it. And isn't it wonderful that ASEA particularly has an advancing life charitable foundation arm to it that allows us to donate to it and to participate in it in a way that allows me now to make a claim. I'm, I now have a cause because when I donate to this, when I make this company successful, it creates money that I can support causes like Operation Underground Railroad. Um, it, it, it enables them to put um, forensic teams together. It, it enables them to put uh, to train dogs that will sniff out electronic storage devices that contain illicit material that are being used in these pedophilia circles. It allows us to respond as they have to what's going on in Ukraine when the bombings took place or are still taking place. Mm -hmm. And it's a race in time between the traffickers who call this harvest time yeah. and the rescuers to go in and get these children. Like who's gonna get to them first? And then what happens afterwards, after we get the kids, where do they go? What's the aftercare? Who takes care of them? Who does the therapy? Who puts clothes on their back? You know, I mean, there's just, this goes on and on. Well, these are things that are deep in my heart. This is the fire in my belly. And so the, the practical application of that from a business point of view is, yes, I get the science, I get the health benefits. I'd love to help you resolve your health issues. But the reason why I stay in the game in part is also because I wanna make donations to and support this cause that's bigger than me. It's about the kids. I want to support these causes and I can do it locally. I have local charities and ministries in my own community that are also very active. And if, if whoever's listening to this looked in their own community, you'll find, you'll find nonprofits, you'll find ministries, you'll find churches, you'll find, you'll find apolitical organizations, uh, public, public organizations not affiliated with any kind of a church or denomination. And they're all working on this issue of rescuing children and providing the aftercare to have them reassimilate, you know, and and gain their their life back, and so you can you can support those local ones as well and be involved and show up, and now you can go to their meetings and their events and make contributions and um, and this becomes magnetic. It becomes attractive in the sense that the fire in your belly is not, I'm going to make money selling ASEA molecules. It's that I'm involved in a project that rescues children 
And I'm using this side business, this side hustle to help me in that process. And that becomes magnetic. That becomes attractive. Your, your, your why is what you're selling, not your product. And in that regard, the money, the beach houses, the things that money can buy that we might jump up and down and clap our hands and shout rah-rah, you know, affirmations about is the byproduct. It's still, it still can happen, but it's the byproduct because what really drives me is this core why. Why am I doing this? I'm doing it to help people, to resolve their health issues, to rescue children. You layer on that whatever it is that is the fire in your belly, whether it's whether it's animal rescue or whatever the cause is, you know, you have to find your why. And with that why, that becomes why you're doing this. Anyway, I, I packaged a lot in there. But for me now, I've, I've been able to overcome. I, I'm, I still think that there's this chicken bone in here. You know, I still have, there's a still seven-year-old boy sitting on my shoulder that talks to me. And I don't, you know, I, I know enough about psychology that the game isn't about kicking the that little boy away because it's that's just he's just there. Yeah. But it's but it's about saying, well, thank you for sharing, you know, go away. I have a deeper why. This is what gets me to walk across glass. This is why I would walk across that tightrope. And yeah, I get that you don't think this is legitimate or whatever, but you know, I'm not gonna tuck my tail between my legs because I'm here to rescue children. And maybe you'll see that someday right? or whatever your why is. So for me, I look at the machine that is the compensation plan and realize that when I crank the handle, money comes out. I can leverage myself. I can leverage other people. I can, I can tap into a multi-million dollar infrastructure that was already created just for me. I don't need to do anything about creating products. I don't need to do anything about all the, the regulatory rules, the compliance rules, the, the taxations, the, you know, the product development, the research, the, the, the chemists involved. I don't have to come up with any of that to start. A stick, to it's already in. done for me. Yeah. Yeah. So all I have to do is set this machine in motion that starts sharing with people and they send me checks. And it's like, it's pretty simple. But at the same time, it's, this is wonderful because we all have that invisible somebody sitting on our shoulder day in and day out. And, you know, it is, it is definitely about personal growth as well when you, when you deal with something like that. And uh, I remember at the beginning, somebody would laugh and, and it easily turns you off because you, the ego kicks in as well. Was I stupid before I talked to you, or did you always thought I was stupid? <laughs> because exactly. suddenly, suddenly you don't trust my. Like obviously, I didn't come with something that I just heard about. I'm coming to you with something that I did deep research on, that I tested on myself, that I have seen, you know, studies about studies. It's not a joke, but. There is one there is one thing that I would like to touch on uh, because this product is not comparable to anything that is on the market right now. How so? 
You say, why is it not comparable? How is it sitting on its own, kind of? Well, it, it's a new category because it's it's a, it's it's regulated by supplement rules in the United States in the FDA. It's not a drug. It was originally people can watch the Genesis video, you know, on their own and and see the backstory as to why this became technically a supplement in in the FDA. But it is a new category because it doesn't intervene. It, it's not a molecule that is finding a receptor site like a drug has to, you see. So it's a different class and, they, and it really has um, no equal. Um, and it's protected by, everybody thinks that it's, it's all this patent protection. It's like, yeah, there's some good patents, but patents are also publicly disclosed. You just can't copy them for a number of years. Yeah. But it's the trade secrets that make this um, tight. It's the trade secrets. They say you can't duplicate this process. Mm -hmm. um, to, to be able to stabilize reactive molecules, those reactive oxygen species after you electrolyze them, to be able to stabilize those to create a shelf life so that you have a product. I mean, making electrolyzed molecules is not hard at all. You, you can buy home units that do that. I've got one in my closet. That's not the point. You make them and they're and they perish almost immediately. Yeah. You have a short shelf life with them. So there's no product there. Um, but to make them in their pure form and to make them stable, that's the key. And nobody can, in my opinion, will be able to do that for a very, very, very long time. So we, we do stand apart. We are unique because we have the science. We understand it. And it is a considerable ramp up time for anybody to come along and say, well, we're going to duplicate. It's like they have a lot of tough sledding ahead of them if they think they're going to do that. And so in the meantime, we're the standard. We own Redox. We own the space that is unique and is a new category. And that's because of that, it's like you don't have competition. I mean, what, what a unique place to be in. You know, yeah. let, we're going to start a business that has no competition and everybody needs. And literally everybody needs. Yeah. You know, we're we're not just talking about we have a fancy new makeup. Well, number right. one, only women are going to want that. And number two, only the people that are into makeup want that. I mean, you start the, the market becomes... No, we have what eight eight billion people that each have you know seventy trillion cells. <laughs> it's like everybody needs redox signaling yeah. and to do it better, and so it's a wonderful marketplace, and we are unique in that regard. And one thing that I believe it's also unique is that is native to our body, which means nobody can be allergic to it. Yeah, that cannot be said to about any other product on the market either. Yeah, we, we, we often call that it's, it's transparent to medication, but because it's native, it has no toxic um, ability. And, and we knew that from the original biotech company that was trying to become a drug. That's why they couldn't become a drug is because they couldn't kill anything. Ironically, <laughs> they couldn't get a lethal dose. Or anybody. Yeah. Wow, isn't it sad? Stay. 
of drug industry. <laughs> wow. Dr. Osler, this was absolutely fantastic discussion. I'm so grateful to you. Uh, and we took so much longer than was planned, but I hope you don't mind. And I hope our listeners wouldn't mind because this was a wisdom and wisdom, source of wisdom on your part to kind of introduce to people that never heard of it, how significant this thing is. is well, there just one just, thing? Tell, your, just yeah. tell your listeners to pop some popcorn. This is better than Netflix. For sure. <laughs> For sure. I tell them to have a glass of wine with Dr. Marine. That's why we are good friends. We love our wine. <laughs> but is there one thing that you would like to say goodbye with? One thing that you would like to stay with people to, to take away from this? Yeah, I think that the takeaway you know, is back to this simplicity, the, the simpleness of the concept of on, on both sides now. The, the goal here is you want to awaken your inner doctor. That's the goal. I mean, everybody has a different starting place. This, this, does, this doesn't make us immortal. We're not going to live forever. But what we want is to have a healthy health span, a healthy lifestyle. So awaken the inner doctor. But at the same time, look, about, look at this from the idea of how about if you decide to awaken your financial genius? There is a way to leverage yourself so that you're not just trading your time for dollars. Um, one of the things that my, uh, I'll call him my rich dad, if you, if you understand that reference, uh, Jim Glenn, he, he's kind of the money guy, right? Um, he laments that in his brokerage career he's a stockbroker so in his financial services career his toughest assignments problems were dealing with people whose lives were interrupted with real life and they had their they had their pensions they had their savings they were you know and then all of a sudden they had uh, a life event there was a heart attack a stroke a dementia a, a business that would burn down or a, a, a divorce or a, a reversal you know something happened and all of a sudden, they were having to pull their savings yeah. just to survive. Well, when you do that, you don't have your 20 years all over again that it takes to build that back up. You're now 40 or 50. And I can remember having a kind of, I was kind of arrogant, kind of having a conversation with him saying, you know, I'm, I don't know, I, I'm sure this is what he heard. I didn't say these words, but it's like, I'm a hotshot health professional. I can. I can make my money and, you know, I, I'm middle life now. I'm, I'll be okay, right? right? I've had some business reversals. You can read about that in the upcoming book. I talk about that. And, and he said, no, you can't. And I said, yeah, I can, I can do it. I can, I can knock it out and, you know, make the money and retire right. fine. He goes, no, you can't. And, and we kind of had this, you know, no, you can't. Yes, I can. And he goes, I said, why not? And he goes, because of the rule of 72. And I'm like, okay, what's the rule of 72 mean? And he goes, 72 divided by the interest rate you pick is the number of years that it takes to double your money. And he said, you don't have enough time left to double your money enough times to equal to anything significant that you're going to need. And then he said, a million dollars sitting in an account earning 6% interest is $5,000 a month. Now, and then he said, well, look at your life. And if, if we chose 6%, is, the, is what you have going to 
do you have enough time for it to double and then double again to get to that amount that would produce 5,000 a month? And furthermore, 24 years from now, because 72 divided by six is 12 years. So 12, 24 would be two doublings. By the time 24 more years goes by, 24 years in the future, is $5,000 a month going to be enough? I mean, you know, just all of a sudden this sat on me and I thought I have to do something different. I have to have a side hustle. I have to have side income. And this is where the whole idea of MSIs come from, multiple streams of income. Whatever you're doing now, you could be the most wonderfully educated, you know, great job, but it could go away with a signature. It could go away with a lockdown. It could go away with a new pandemic. It could go away with whatever. And by the way, we should probably be getting healthy and getting prepared for those eventualities. But at the same time, we should awaken the financial genius in us and find a side hustle that leverages my time, that leverages other people's um, efforts so that I can create a residual income stream that earns money while I sleep, that grows, that equals or is the same thing as if I had one or two or five million dollars in the bank spitting off some passive amount of interest income. It's the same thing from a cash flow point of view. Those are all things that will be coming out in in Why It Matters, which is the book that will be coming out within the next month. So you are extremely productive man. They always say, ask those busy people to do more, and they always do. You are incredible. <laughs> Just drink a glass of the sea. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Makes me sharp. We only, and I can tell you, I after my third surgery of uh, that I had back in two thousand eight or nine, <clears throat> I believe, I was uh, left with significant sciatic nerve pain going down to my left leg. I was not able to sit for forty minutes. I was not able to drive long distances. I was not able to sit through a movie or dinner with a friend without shifting in my chair getting up or doing something we are now on for an hour and a half did you notice that i didn't shift once it's a big deal to me well again we should probably conclude with a disclaimer that you know we don't I always do yeah we good i'll let you do it then i always do i have it either under my show every time this good. is not we, we are not talking about something that is designed to cure, heal, or prevent anything. We are turning, by the words of Dr. Ostler, turning our inner doctor in. That's all we are doing. And that's actually explains when you turn that bottle around and look at the ingredients as we are trained to do. And look at the water and uh, uh, what is there? Sodium chloride. The saline, yeah. And that's kind of explaining why this product doesn't sit on every store shelf or at the gas station or, you know, why it is not distributed the regular channels, because nobody would understand what this thing really is. This is not a salt water. That's correct. And, you know, people that get hung up on that, the, the, the saline is just the carrier vehicle for the for the reactive molecules that are suspended in it. That's, and that's what exactly it. body prov- makes it from. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, Vera, I have thoroughly enjoyed this. Me um, I too. Really- I am so stunned that you uh, 
Thank you so much for giving me so much time. <laughs> very generous of you. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Well, let me just encourage time. everybody. Let me encourage everybody who's listening now or later, you know, to get with the person that invited you here. Um, come listen to us uh, every Friday night at 8 p.m. Yes. Central on uh, Discover ASEA. We do the ASEA 5. We talk with um, health professionals and business people. And uh, I love that. Do your due diligence. Yeah, do your due diligence, and you know you have nothing to lose. Um, maybe except a sore body. I don't know. <laughs> so, and also, if you really are a little nut for science, make sure you seek these two books. Yeah, those are at redoxmatters.com. But thank you for the plug. I love them thoroughly. I seriously like you. If you remember our first meeting in Vegas when I asked you to sign it for me, yeah. there was a several several pages twisted because I keep going back to it. Reference: You have done fabulous job for somebody like me, who needed some proof, and not only you know what it did for me, but I wanted to see that there is science behind it. I I wanted to see that I can trust it, and you have done that for me. And see, there's. <laughs> There's stuff, I'm using it. I'm using it as my textbook. So, and there's plenty of plenty of research materials about Redux. This is something that is most kind of consumable for me and it's understandable and it's it's being, and I have purchased some books and, and gave it to people that I want them to read it because many people need some convincing and need to understand why it works and how it works in the body unable to make that leap but i i just my, my my heart aches every time i see somebody struggling that i know would benefit from it and they wouldn't even take a look which is really sad yeah yeah well thank you so much i'm so glad you. your your wife is has discovered this with you and uh, it led you to that trip and you know you were into biochemistry at the beginning and you ended up there <laughs> <laughs> unplanned trip <laughs> that's just how life works you yeah know, biologically and in a lot of other ways we yeah. what we've done prepares us for where we're at well hopefully we will see each other again this year maybe at the convention thank you so much again i was so grateful thank you, that you gave me so much time and thank you have a wonderful rest of the day Can i will you? thank you bye-bye thank you